Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello! Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's show, we are getting a lesson from my sweet grandpa. When I think about my grandfather, in my head to other people, I introduce him the way that Daenerys, Mother of Dragons, is introduced on Game of Thrones. He was, I think of him as the original highly sensitive person because I I believe he was in my life. He was such a gentle soul who would cry when his baseball players that he loved passed away. Um, he would s- sit in the garden and grow cotton for me to show me that cotton could grow. Uh, he would grow peanuts when we were little kids to show us that peanuts grew from the ground and big giant dinner plate size sunflowers. He dug out a pond in his backyard before that was a chic, cool thing to do. He would build his own birdhouses and he would fight the squirrels away from the birdhouses that he built. So I have this image of living in the city, but having this very wondrous nature experience in his backyard. So I attribute my sense of wonder and my ability to have rich and, and multifaceted perspectives, which really helps me in my work. So my grandpa was everything to me in this way. And one of his stories that I started hearing as a pretty young girl, I think started my work in codependency before I ever even knew what that word was. And I know a lot of sensitive people struggle with that word because we have to hold multiple truths there. It's true for me, and I know it's true for so many of you, that I am fiercely independent in spirit and in mind and in how I walk through the world. So hearing codependent is a really annoying, aggravating, uncomfortable thing when we have this image of ourselves as being so independent. So if that's a new word for you, I think by the end of this story, it'll make sense. It'll be defined even without being defined. My grandpa served in the Navy during World War II. He was aboard the ship, the USS Lansdale. He was in the Mediterranean Sea a few years after Pearl Harbor. 
and his ship was escorting other ships. And right as nightfall came in on April 20th, 1944, torpedoes, German torpedoes came down and fired on the ship. Now, my grandpa was a character. He was the kind of man that could move his lips in crazy ways to make you laugh. His brother, Uncle Todd, would pull quarters out from my ear. So this is a very magical light being. It was really hard for me to picture him in a battle. He said he was deep down in the center of the ship because he was a radio guy. So I think my grandpa would have gotten a really big kick out of me being on this newfangled podcasting digital radio thing. The Lansdale split in half and sunk 20 minutes after it was first shot at. That's really, really quickly. So his story to me was that bombs started hitting. He had to announce it over the ship. And a few minutes in, the captain declared that the ship needed to be abandoned. And so that was his job. And he announced it. And then you have to get to abandoning the ship, I guess, in that scenario. And he said it's smoky and it's dark. The Germans were dropping flares to be able to see the ships to be able to accurately attack. So the lighting was eerie and smoky and it's hard to breathe and people are running and abandoning ship. And my grandpa said that every Navy man back then had an inner tube that wasn't inflated as part of the uniform so that if you had to abandon ship, you already had your life preserver. And it was just this little dooley hick where you pulled with one hand on a string, sort of like we think of a parachute, and then it was supposed to blow up. So my grandpa abandoned ship, jumps in the water. He said he couldn't see his hand in front of his face because of the darkness and the smoke. And he goes to pull the cord to make his safety device inflate and the cord rips and it doesn't inflate. And my grandpa would laugh telling this story like, of course, of course, you know, Murphy's Law. It didn't it didn't work. And he said the smoke cleared and they almost hit him because that's how poor visibility was. And he thought, yes, I'm, I'm being rescued. There's a little dinghy, buoy, whatever the rescue ship is called. And that man shook his hand and said, no, man, we're full. My grandpa laughed again, just like it was so funny. But that man saw, he said, what do you need? And he saw that he needed a life preserver. So he gave my grandfather the life preserver off of his own neck to replace his broken preserver. Now, my grandpa said, he said, what's your name, man? And found out his name. I don't remember his name. I wish I did. My grandpa said he always remembered that name because that man saved him. And so my grandpa had to watch that boat float away from him as he floated in the sea. Now, instinct in a scenario like that is to group up, to swim towards each other, strengthen numbers. Grandpa said people were screaming. They were making sounds in agony. People were injured. People were scared. People were panicking. Men were scattered in the sea. When a ship goes down, when a big object goes down into the water, I don't know the proper term for the force, but you can be sucked down as the ship is sucked down with the currents. And that ship fell fast. It fell quickly. It sunk. 
So the Navy men knew they had to hit the water and swim far away from the boat to not be sucked down. So the men were really scattered. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. My grandpa swam up to a group of guys and started realizing as there were injuries and blood in the water that sharks were coming. And in that moment, my grandfather, I believe from his high sensitivity and his intuition, something said, look, pay attention. And in that moment, he decided and knew that he had to float it alone. As other men panicked, he said you could hear them climbing on each other, accidentally drowning each other, panicking as the sharks came, flailing, only attracting more. So to survive, he had to make the decision to swim away when the human instinct is to latch on. As I've counseled and coached people on codependency over the years, I've shared that story. The truth of that story couldn't be bigger for me that had he made a different decision, I might not be here. And how despite huge, big, overwhelming body fears and instincts to latch on to each other, he somehow had the wisdom to self-preserve. I think so much of our self-preservation in this life is a heart-wrenching decision like that. We're part of our mind, part of our body, part of our spirit really feels compelled to latch on. And another part knows the wisest thing I can do is let go. And it's in that space, that uncomfortable moment that something grows within us. Something that says we must self-preserve if we want to survive. And the story of my sweet grandpa, his name is Harvey Croissant, Rebel is a really extreme story. And I doubt any of you are going to be in a ship that's going to be shot down anytime soon or ever. But we're all facing these decisions, whether it's working for a company that is sucking the life out of you, whether it's hanging on to a relationship that you know has really run its course. Maybe it's holding on to a memory of a person that you've lost to death or other circumstances It's blocking you from letting go and moving on. Maybe it's having boundaries in your world with yourself about drinking too much wine or maybe it's dabbling in drugs. Maybe it's giving your life away to video games. Maybe it's caretaking other people to the detriment of your life and dreams. Whatever your struggles are, 
that spot, that uncomfortable space that we don't want to be in, being forced to make those decisions, that's where we grow. So if my grandpa can do it in the water, maybe we can do it today, this week, keep practicing it over our lives and we can do it daily. We make the hard decisions that we need to take care of ourselves, to self-preserve, to survive, and then to learn how to thrive. Thanks for listening to the show today. Thanks for helping me honor the memory of my grandfather who served a fathering role in my life. Thanks for working on yourself and being the change that the world needs. We've hit some pretty big milestones on Emotional Badass. I want to thank the patrons who have come and supported the show. Y'all have been my marketing team. Thank you for downloading it. Thank you for sharing it with your communities, your friends, your family, your support groups, your therapy groups. I haven't been able to keep up with all the messages, but I'm reading them. I'm hearing them. They matter. Thank you. I'm leading a guided course on boundaries that starts October 22nd. It's online. So wherever you are in the world, you can participate in that online course with me. If you'd like to learn more about that, come find me at NikkiEisenhower.com. If you'd like to support the show, one of the best ways that you can do that is with a five-star review that helps us on the business side of podcasting. It's incredibly important. It helps other people find the show. So if you like what we're doing and you're feeling that five-star review in your heart, please get on iTunes and support the show in that way. That is a huge help. If you would like to be considered as a producer of the show and participate in contents behind the scenes um what else do we have on patreon let's see we have um monthly q a's and exclusive episodes so if you sign on for patreon to support the show right now you get all of that content that's already been there and that we keep adding to every single month um so thank you for being there thank you for supporting the show thank you for being out there in your world i appreciate you i am overflowing with gratitude as you can hear keep working on those codependent issues Life gets easier and lighter as you do. And we really deserve the best loving soul care from ourselves to ourselves. I hope sharing my grandpa today helped you connect how important it is to give yourself the permission to do what you need in life, even when that's really, really heart-wrenching. I'm Nikki Eisenhower for Emotional Badass. I'm badass because you're badass. Together, we are Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. 
You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.